you're lucky enough right now to be listening and you're good at what you like, become tunnel vision. Because there's way too many voices telling you what and how. And here's the other thing, and this is the big one, John, because you have a humongous audience. The biggest thing that I've seen dividends from, have the conversation with the person that's holding you back. Welcome to Zyte Inspire Podcast. I'm Jerome. I'm a youth mentor, entrepreneur, and I'm here to bring in my life, bring in my world, drop a lot of jewels and a lot of gems. If you take 20% of what I say and apply it, you definitely make some change in your life. I'm back with another episode of the podcast. And um, yeah, man, I'm back, you know, on my own. And yeah, man, I got a few guests um, lined up actually to talk about some of the things I'm talking about today, but I'm going to um, have a general overview today and then have more of a deep dive with somebody else um, I can have a proper conversation with. Um, so yeah, man, like I always do, run down what I've been doing, what I'm working on. Um, last week, we've done a half-term projects that's sports and mentoring for young people um, between 12 and 25. Um, yeah, and that was good. And that was in the boroughs of Ealing. And yeah, we are expanding. We are looking for mentors. We are looking to go into different boroughs and obviously work across the national curriculum, work across um, different ages. So, you know, as usual, I run down what I've been doing. So, um, yeah, like I said, like the half term was good. I had a small turnout, to be honest. Um, it's, the, it's the half term before the summer holidays. Um, so maybe people want to stay more, they got other things planned. But like I said, we're starting programs in West London and we're working in the London boroughs of Ealing, Hillenden, Hounslow, Hammersmith and Fulham and Brent, because you know it's just outside West. And the sports we are doing are boxing, basketball, football and table tennis. So um at the moment we're focusing on uh for me these key stage three yeah, the key stage three students, which is about 12 to 15. Mainly we have um, largely boys, uh, but we are open to having girls as well come towards, uh, come to develop in the program. And it's not just targeted towards uh, the youth. If you're a parent out there, if even a teacher that works in the school and if you feel a young person would develop, um, sorry, would benefit from the um, development program within the mentoring and sports, you know, it's kind to, you know, marry a engaging task that's enjoyable within what we're doing and that's kind of our, our thing um you know and our ambitious goal right is to you know turn time only still do after school clubs and saturdays that will be same thing you know working with the sports and stuff but obviously the half term is more of an extended version of that this would just be a few hours on a saturday a few hours after school um so the next holidays is the summer holidays 2023 we don't have anything planned we're literally trying to put things together for the six weeks holiday. Um, ambitiously, definitely, like, the space is definitely the back of our head, having our own space. Um, so, but the main thing we're working on is recruitment. So, new mentors for DTY slash coaches. We have a three-stage vetting process and in-house training. And if you are interested, literally as simple as getting a DBS check on the update service. And yeah, we, we, we're open. We're open to getting the numbers through and we're open for anyone that's passionate to work with the youth. I want to develop as well. And we want to put this out there as well. We want to work with people. You know, we're not here to be a dictatorship. We're not here to say, okay, these are policies and procedures, just abide by it. No, we don't work like that. We always want every idea put forward. We always want to work together. We want to be able to ask questions, not just to tell people what to do. And that is how we build a strong team and build that village that the kids need. So anyway, um, the recruitment sessions 
um, are going to be running basically this month, which is June, all the way to August. So the, the ambitious goal is to get mentors into schools, running these after school and Saturday clubs with the half terms. And then with the development of that, that's when we'll do our full school day mentoring. So that'll be working during form time, during um, break time or during lunch. So the whole point of it is that you have like a, we're going to recruit for both. We have like a school-based mentor, then we have a community mentor, and then we have mentors that might want to do both. So we want to develop the relationship with the school, with the parents, and with the young people. So it's it's a holistic approach that we're trying to take. And I believe that's definitely what we've been missing. One, we don't join together. And number two, we're not working on every aspect. We're just working on one thing. So, yeah, that's what we're working on. And that's what we're trying to work towards to the end of this year. Publishing my first book, Why Conversations Matter. Been putting out for a while, but, you know, it's a work in progress. It's going to be an audio book. And, yeah, man, I don't want to go too much into it because I speak about it in most episodes, but... It's a book based on conversations and the scientific and biological um, meanings behind conversations. So that's uh, the spin of it. I'm not going to go too much into it. And for me now, I'm thinking about the future. I'm always in the future. I'm always thinking like, that's why I think I work with the youth because I feel like you could put five years into a 15-year-old in 20 who had way more than what you had at 20. You know what I mean? So yeah, we can inspire and motivate our peers and, you know, people that um, are around us. That's a natural thing. But if you inspire the youth, if you literally inspire the youth, you inspire the future, the next generation. And within wealth, you know, obviously one of my personal goals is to create generational wealth. And wealth isn't just money, passing down assets. But that's part of it, right? But passing down knowledge and wisdom, that's free. You know, passing down game, dropping jewels and gems. Like if I was a youth now, 2023, a teenager with the man I got now, it would be amazing. But obviously, when I was about, what, 13, 14, you know, the ages I'm mentoring these youth, the internet wasn't even like how it is today. You know, it was it was kind of like nothing, really, you know, because we, we were about the TV and, <clears throat> you know, we didn't really use our computer much, really. Now it's the source of what we do, um, everyday life. So, you know, we're in the, f- well, I'm in the future, so I always want to say, okay, can this sustain itself for at least five, ten years? And with this fast-growing economy, this fast-growing world we're in, how do we fit in? You know, don't want to be left behind. That's why it's always important to be ahead of the curve, ahead of what's going on. And one of the things I want to really put out there is, you know, a lot of people are not where they want to be. A lot of people get stressed out, even young people. And, you know, I always want to make sure I drop things that will help people and to motivate people. So... Again, these are stuff that I use for myself too, you know. And um, I'm not a person here, again, to be at the top of any mountain, talking down. We're here to share things that help us personally so we can move forward. So, you know, one of the things that people battle with is depression. One of the things that people, uh, you know, are fighting with, let's just call it that, is being in the same place. And I've always believed this as well. If you don't step forward, you're always going to be in the same place. So take that risk in yourself. Not for us too late. Because, you know, we've always got time. But in reality, we don't really know how much time we have. So act on it now and don't waste time. So anyway, anybody that's going through anything, I'm going to read something that literally resonated with me wholeheartedly. Because I literally was reading this while I was at the gym. So lifting weights will fix your testosterone. Going on walks will fix your anxiety. Time in the sun will fix your mood. Significant sleep will fix your low energy. 
the right diet will fix your body. There's no magic pill that will help you if you can't get the basics right. So I look at like mental health as just take the mental out of it. It's just health. You know, so, you know, when I had my times of like, I wouldn't say, you know, even deep dark thoughts. It was just like thinking of the same bad thing over and over again and going to the rabbit hole and then being a victim, you know. So it's just about being active. So go for that run, lift them weights, push yourself. Trust me, it'll do more for your mental than anything. Any pill can, and that's that's a fact. That's what this quote was even saying to me. So anyone out there, man, these are mental health tips that help me. This is something that uh, really helps me. And yeah, that's, that's, that's more or less it, man. So for me, we're in this day and age of digital systems, right? And this is going to go more on towards of like, where my mind is with the future and I'm always learning I don't know nothing I'm not an expert but I'm curious and I'm passionate about where we're going um, right now in 23 forward looking forward to 24, 25 so I believe why businesses one of the reasons why businesses don't work is because you're not developing and investing in a system so if, if you just use an example like Deliveroo and Uber right the old way Let's just say 20 years ago, have a good span. You had to call a cab service, tell them your address. Remember the time as well, because it's all about time saving. And then you have to wait for a cab to be available, and then you can get to where you're going. Now, with the use of technology and GPS, you can find a cab on your road, literally round the corner from your house, put your car details in, so there's no worry about the cab driver losing money. And you pay before the cab gets there, the cab gets there in the right time. You can even time the journey and say you're going to get here at that time. It's so sufficient. So this is just one thing that people pay for is the convenience and the um, the demand. You know, how many cab offices are there compared to how many people own cars? So that, that business model is amazing and it's still working. You know, I've seen London with no Uber and I've seen London run with Ubers for years. It's because of the system. We're going to use Deliveroo as another example. People have been ordering pizzas. Deliveroo changed the game with with systems, you know, so people can now order stuff to the house. Again, pay up front. And if you really look at what both of them systems are, they're a CRM system. And I'm going into my entrepreneur business head. So a CR, CRM is a customer relationship management software. So all it's doing is literally operating three systems. So you've got the, the consumer system, right? which is us and then you got the business system which is the supplier of whatever you're getting and then you get one that manages both so it makes sure that you know car details are read correctly and this goes into the back end of technology because there's obviously bugs in apps that could you know manipulate things we're not going into that direction but what i'm saying is that people rather pay for convenience people would rather pay for things to come to their door amazon kind of the same thing right you know, I don't know how people used to order it because I was probably young, you know, catalog orders. I didn't really order Littlewoods or none of these things. But I could I can assume the process was just much longer of calling someone, waiting for someone to be free, telling them your address, paying them over the phone. It just takes too long. So now you can again go on go on Amazon, literally anything you want to buy. Go on Amazon, pull it in your bucket and buy it like that. So the whole point of what I'm making is that systems work, people fail. And we can see right now today people are using a lot more systems within their business, even within our day-to-day, you know, with like places like McDonald's, places 
just like even the Amazon Amazon um the Amazon shop, you know, where they're just straight digital, you know, where the whole the whole process of shopping is changed. Um, where else can I say? Well, the main thing, really, the main investment for most businesses is kiosk machines. If anyone knows what a kiosk machine is, that's something that's in Tesco's, that's in Sainsbury's, that's, that's like I said, that's in McDonald's and franchises. you got to understand if a multi-million dollar business is investing in kiosks, more than two operators, right? Because at the end of the day, they ain't going to call in sick, they're going to work forever. And yes, when they break down, humans fix it, but it's much more easier to pay for a machine than to pay someone's salary for a year, to pay someone's sick pay, to pay someone's holiday. And again, more convenient for people that walk in there. You know, for me, myself, again, this is everyday experience. This isn't something that's the future. So when you're going into McDonald's, right, it's just an example, and you go and pick what you want. You don't need to speak to a human, which is not a good thing, by the way. Go in there, order what you want, pay by your card, and then pick it up. I can see the future being no human. Right, but there needs to be some sort of, you know, humans in terms of safety because you can't just have somewhere where it's just cameras going on. So the main thing is to make sure that um, you know, you're ahead of what's going on, and you know exactly, you know, where the future is. You know, and 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 to, 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 this this episode is called the future is the future is technology. So invest in systems. It could be anything. Even something as simple as a automated telephone service. <laughs> That's straight, you know, how many companies divert us to apps and divert us to, you know, the websites, right? Divert us to calling numbers because the system, you know, works whilst you could do something else, you know? And it's just hard now to even end up speaking to somebody. This is something simple as just housing. So people have automated messages for things. People have frequently asked questions for things. So the whole point of it is that you can invest in something that can make the steps easier, faster, and cheaper, more or less on both ends. So the first book I'm going to drop is something that I always go back to, something I'm going to pick up real soon, which is called The E-Myth Revisited, Why Small Businesses Don't Work and What to Do About It. So the whole basis of the book is what I've just been saying, is why businesses fail, why systems work. It could be something simple as a booking system that books your slots for your meetings and takes payments. That eliminates you picking up the phone all the time and being a receptionist. This is something that I learned as well years ago. So pay that money, wherever it is, because at the end of the day, saved money is better. Saved time, sorry, is better than saved money, 100%. And, and that could be faster, maybe better than an employee can because the turnover of trying to get a good employee takes time. I know because I'm doing recruitment right now. So the statistics might be wrong, but for the for every 10 people you see, you might even ha- only have one. So it's very hard. Recruitment is one of the hardest businesses uh, to get right, HR. But um, yeah, if you invest in a system that can replace a human, this is where we are. It doesn't have to be an actual robot. It just needs to be something that can make the steps quicker and easier. Um, so that's definitely a book I would recommend. And we're in the gig economy. We are in the future of work. And the gig economy is a thing where you could have a tool. You could have a skill, sorry. You could have a tool, which is your car. You could even have even your house, which is like Airbnb, right? So the whole point of what I'm seeing is now is people can make money outside of the system. And what I mean is 
anywhere where you got to pay tax. you got to pay tax anyway. What I'm saying is like, you don't have to go to a job now. You can create income to, to pay bills now. Now we're moving into a whole different direction. So yes, you might not be an expert in something that you do, but you could literally pick up um, something that you have every day, like speaking English. You can go and do um, virtual lessons abroad and get paid for that. You know, I know people that are doing that. Um, and the way, you know, COVID has shown us, we don't have to even leave our home to make money anymore. You can make the same amount of money you make investing 40 hours in a job, in a building, in an address, at your own house. And obviously, there's for me, there's there's balance elements to it because your house is not your 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 office, right? So a lot of people are working from home partly. Some people are working from home fully post-COVID. And that's going to be more... Because it can be done. People can literally use internet and their phone from their home. They don't need to go to an office anymore. But you are missing out on that teamwork, that meetings in one place thing. But we're seeing that it's been possible for months. People have been doing it in every industry. Um, and that will go into my next, um, my next topic, which will be the future of work for young people, man. And again, COVID assured us, we didn't showed us that we don't have to be in a classroom. We can be in our house and teach kids. They just need a computer that can connect both of us virtually. So the future work for young people is highly tech, AI. But the problem is AI, again, is taking all the entry-level jobs. So the way that these young people need to be skilled is going to be very, very high and very, very difficult for people that are not naturally quick learners, people that are not into tech, really, people that find it even hard to grasp. Um, the future of the language of the future is coding. I genuinely believe that. And it's hard because the world is changing, the work world is changing. And yeah, now I definitely feel like, you know, teaching young people how to get work in this day and age is, is, is changed a lot. And we need to really understand how we getting kids through that education cycle of primary, secondary, um, further and higher education. You know, that whole process has changed and, you know, people are using different ways to uh, find out what they want to do, you know. And um, the next book I'm going to drop is called Strive. It's um, how schools are changing, how schools are changing in a changing world. Um, really good book by Valerie Hannan. Um yeah, and it just goes into everything I just said, you know, how we, you know, again, post-COVID, this book was written in 2021, how we, even as adults, you know, <laughs> let's be honest, we've gone through the cycle, you know, but the kids are going to be, majority of their work life is going to be in this. It's not like we're trying to, you know, we've had our hybrid work, you know, we've had our history of the old way, you know, and we're trying to adapt to what's going on in the future, but these kids are going to be in it, majority of their work life, so that's why it's very important that, we as adults lead them um, into how they can get work and, 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 and sustain in the economy. Um, the rise of AI, this is something that is going on for, for me anyway, the last couple of months. People are talking about it a lot. You know, there's ChatGBT, uh, there's computer vision. Um, I've got really good friends that are actually studying, um, working in AI. So it's, it's a tech world, let's just call it that. It's not iRobot, you know, it's not, um, AI, there was an old AI movie. It's not Matrix, but it's close to that. I remember being a, a teenager in the early 2000s and all of these things now that was in movies then is the future now, 20 years on. So the rise of AI 
is literally a rise. I feel like, you know, this is something that is in line with the fourth industrial revolution. And, you know, every revolution um, is this different way of working, different way of um, making money in the economy and, and living in the economy. And yeah, in the next couple of years, it's going to change a lot. So the next book I'm going to drop is called The Fourth Industrial Revolution by, I'll get this name wrong because it's, um, I think it's Swedish, Kulaks Shilab. And yeah, like that is a book I got recommended actually by a friend who's actually reading it. I'm going to pick it up once I finish what I'm reading. Um, but yeah, man, that book is just about, um, yeah, AI and how it's, taking over every industry one by one where everybody has to adopt tech to survive um, and it will take a few years for it to literally take over and data man we're, we're, in, we're in a data game, we've been in that anyway you know, look at the likes of Google Analytics um, just even our smartphones um, anywhere our data is being used it's an asset to a company so it's just something simple like just watching you know, Google would be useless if they couldn't track what, what their users are doing. That's why people like Facebook merge with Instagram and people merge with WhatsApp. So even if you know it or not, thing, you're being tracked. There's microphones in the phone. Like, there's no way you're going to go on a website on your mobile and then you go on Insta, it ain't going to just come up. So, yeah, you're being tracked. We're being tracked, right? But Because they need to monitor people that are doing bad stuff on the internet. But whether you know it or not, you're being tracked. Yeah, there's going to be a surveillance issue. I believe there's going to be a data breach. Maybe I have to redo, because I remember in 2018, there was a whole new Data Protection Act, right? And that changed how people used people's addresses. People used uh, people's data birth. You know, identity fraud is a billion-dollar business. Hackers, you know, that's a massive thing where people are using people's information whether it's a company you've trusted with the information and a hacker is taking their hacking their database and using your information. Even something simple as what we do now, looking for jobs on the internet. You know, you're putting your address and everything in these fields. You don't know where they go. You don't know where they get copied to. So there's this um, thing on the internet where it can tell your password's wrong. It can tell if your card details are wrong. So that information goes somewhere. Just know that. It's not no conspiracy. This is the fact. The internet is great, but it literally, you 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 need to tr you know, not log out of everything. But I'm just a big skeptic, so I don't really like to keep things logged in and you know refresh my page and refresh my cookies and all this stuff because I don't like any of this stuff. You know, I want to try and keep enough privacy as I can. You know, it's like you're watching us watch TV. It's the same level. Like there shouldn't be unless you're you know trying to create you know take over the world and do some, some evil stuff. I don't think everyday people should get tracked. I don't think they are tracked to that degree, but they, they are getting tracked in terms of marketing, in terms of like, what is this person like? And it works in your favor, you know? Like if I'm watching or listening to entrepreneurial stuff and business stuff, it, it'll be beneficial for me to get recommended something that's in that, you know what I mean? So definitely, man, pay attention to where we're going and what we're doing. The next book, the last book I'm gonna drop is called something I picked up in eighteen actually. I was just I was just interested in data. And it's called Big Data in Practice by Bernard Ma. And there's two books. One's Big Data and Big Data in Practice. So again, it goes into all the stuff I just talked about, but how they use data, more just the tracking part of it. 
you know, obviously there's people's information is private, but you're definitely getting tracked. You're definitely, you know, there's a way to market to people directly now. And it's through data, man. That's really it. And um, for me, I enjoy this podcast because I'm giving information, giving jewels. I really, really, really are looking forward to my guests to come talk about most of the things I just broke down. And again, I don't know a lot about most of the topics, right? I just know enough basic, basic general knowledge to share. And if anybody wants to sit down with somebody who might even be able to educate me, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm just a person who just enjoys hearing things like this and enjoys hearing, um, you know, talk about exactly, you know, where we're going, what's going on, what's the future, and how the youth, because the youth are the future, so they're going to pioneer most of this stuff. So it's up to us now who can grasp it at our age to pass it on to them and not dumb it down, but just to make it make sense and not overcomplicate it. Because sometimes, even me, when I'm listening to, like, podcasts or reading books or reading articles, I get lost in the jargon. So even me, I don't think I'm even, like, this super well-spoken person, but always make sure that I can make it make sense. So I'm going to drop this last thing here, which is, I would call this like a life ethos, right? And again, my next episode, this is nothing that me and the advocate share. He will be able to break down his definition and maybe, because it takes a lot of time, but what these things are. So this is called the 12 jewels. So there's four jewels and they all contain three things. So the first one is knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. The second one is freedom, justice, equality. Third one is food, clothing, and shelter. And the fourth is my favorite one, love, peace, and happiness. And I could go through a general like thought of what I think this is, but I really feel like it needs to be weighted until like I sit down with somebody and have a real conversation. So if anybody, you know, like I said, 20%, if anybody listen to any of these things, you know, you know what, this is good, go and research it now, go and start reading, go and start searching, because you're the reason you're in the same position, there's only one person who could change your life, and that one person is you, so I'm going to leave you with this, at school, your paper must be minimum five pages, in the real world, explain it to me in seven seconds, or you're out of here, so what, I'm not down in school. What I'm saying is find a way that works for you. That's how life is really, you know, and I'm I'm notorious for doing what I want, you know, and that's only because of who I am. I'm a very strong-minded, I would say stubborn, but I'm very like, why is it like this? And if I can't question it, if you're just going to talk down to me and tell me why it should be, I'm just going to do what else so I can figure out a different way. We, we don't want to be sheep in this world, right? The world wasn't leaders, right? The world wasn't led by sheep it was led by shepherds so the first person you can be a leader to is yourself and find it in yourself to be a leader and lead people in the right direction so this is jerome from desire to inspire podcast and i'm out